Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Charlie Gasparino is a great, great writer, great TV guy, Fox News. And he spends as much time uh, as I do in the gym. And uh, here he is. Uh, him and I become Instagram lovers. The great uh, Charlie Gasparino. Is that fair to say, Charlie, or is that a stretch? What do you think? Uh, I'm a lover, not a fighter. So, I guess <laughs> yeah. You do have a lot of gym selfies like I've gotten. They're very, very cute. You, and you, you keep yourself in uh, phenomenal, phenomenal shape. Uh, how many times a week do you work out? I try to hit it once a day. You know, wow. I, um, sometimes twice, you know, it depends on my schedule. If I have to work late at Fox, like if I have to do like, and I'm at the office at Tucker Carlson hit, I'll do another round in the, in the, uh, in the gym, maybe hit the heavy bag a little bit just to wake up yeah. a little bit. But, uh, nice. you know, I try to I like it. I'm 60, yeah. you know, uh, you 60? Know, it just, it, 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 things, you know, life is, is moving forward. It doesn't go backwards. And I, there's one way to sort of feel good when you get older. And that's essentially to work out. Well, I, there's I two ways. Uh, it doesn't hurt to have sex either. But anyway, uh, you look that, great. Drugs <laughs> don't work and drinking doesn't work. That's right. That's right. You know. <laughs> we, trust me, me and Bernie know that better than anybody. Hey, by the way, great <laughs> column this weekend on uh, the Elon Musk-Donald Trump war. That was uh, that was great stuff, Charlie. Great. Thank you. And it's uh, and it's going to keep going on and on and on and on. It's uh, it's one of the best stories. out. It's the, the gift that keeps on giving. Musk will be in court to get, uh, versus Twitter today. Uh, he'll figure out whether you'll get a sense on where the judge is kind of leaning in this case. And uh, then it's game on. It's going to be the court. You know, listen, it's, it's a big story if you're on cover Wall Street or if you're into Wall Street because, you know, Musk is doing something semi um, sort of, uh, I wouldn't say irrational, but it's out there a little bit. Uh, he's trying to get out of agreement that he signed, and you know he's using a pretense for it that you know the some of the information he was given was false. But you know that's why all the bankers are watching this thing because it'll see how much the courts sort of give you leeway to get out of these deals. So that, it's a big story, and you know it's all tied to Wall Street because you know if, if you read the papers, you'll know that you know Wall Street is going to start laying people off, um, and. Uh, you know, if you think that just hits Wall Street, you're wrong because it's going to be devastating for the New York City economy. I don't know how Eric Adams, you know, balances his budget and makes ends meet. And, you know, when he has crime raging out of control and Wall Street in a in a in a funk, uh, then you get people leaving the city and people that, you know, that work here is spending a lot less money. So it's it, we're, we, we could be in some rough waters here in New York. Yeah, it kind of looks like that. Charlie Gasparino on the Bernie and Sid Show. Charlie, just back to Elon Musk for a minute. Is he really trying to get out of it, or is this part of his whole big chess game? You know, he anticipated all this early on, and uh, he'll get the company actually for cheaper, ultimately, uh, if, uh, he, if things go his way. Yeah, that's a great point. I, You know, yes, that's clearly within the uh, realm of possibilities. And one thing you know about Musk is you don't know what's in his head. I mean, he's... He's erratic. You know, he, he doesn't read balance sheets. It's more gut feeling. I mean, it didn't take a lot of gut to realize that his fifth, his initial bid, 
20 came at the worst possible time. So before you anoint this guy as the smartest guy on the face of the earth, remember, when the markets were kind of like at, at their peak and everybody knew the Fed tightening would, would lead to, the you know, assets to, to trade to more reasonable levels, including Tesla stock, which, remember, he runs Tesla, and that's the currency to buy this deal. He put in this astronomical bid. And then within a week or so, his stock started to tank, and it's tanked significantly. You know, the estimates are that he's lost anywhere between 80 and, uh, and $50 billion of his net worth. Um, you know, that's a chunk of change. You, you know, yeah. I know he's worth $200 billion, but still, you you kind of take about an eighth or a quarter of it out. That's, that's a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. Well, that, at yeah. least he's, he, when he's driving for Uber, it'll be a test. <laughs> That's a good point, Bern. Charles Gasparino, Fox uh, News and Business here with Bernie and said, usually we uh, bring on guys like Ron and Santa, Larry Kudlow to talk about these things. But the beauty about you, Charlie, is you can talk about Biden, you can talk about Trump and these issues. So I want to ask you something, and it's a personal and plus, question. And plus, and plus, Sid, I'm not Ron and Santa. Just remember. I know. you Leave Ronnie alone. Damn it. He's yeah. a good friend of mine. God, Charlie. Uh, uh, I know you picked on him last time on my Instagram page. But on a serious note, he's a nice guy. But on a serious Ch- note. Charles Payne wants to kick his ass. He does. Charles Payne does want to kick. And Ronnie wants to kick his ass. Uh, on a serious note, interest rates. Uh, what are we looking at? It's a personal question. And my wife, Danielle, was asking me this just yesterday. I didn't have an answer. Interest rates, how high will they get, and when do you think they'll start coming down? Um, you know, if you, I think they got to keep raising them I mean, for a while. And I think, you know, going 75 basis points every, every time kind of prolongs it, makes it longer. Because inflation, you know, what you really want to do is snuff it out fast so we have a quick and dirty puke in the markets and in the economy. And then, you know, the inflation rates start to normalize, but they're like kind of dancing around with this. So my guess is they don't stop raising them until sometime next year. Oh. Uh, markets are in, are sort of uh, foreshadowing a recession, but the numbers are mixed. Again, you want this thing, you know, we could get into a long discussion here on how bad the recession needs to be. I mean, we have to let's just look at it this way. The Biden administration is inept when it comes to the economy. They, they have absolutely they're, – they're controlled by the left. So there's nothing they're going to do to spur the supply side of the economy to dampen inflation, right? So they're not going to cut back regulations. They're not going to allow drilling. It's just it's, – it's really a, 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 a hard – I was going to use a, a profane language, but I – I just watched the George Carlin special, so I know when not to say on radio. But, you know, it's really a horrible thing. Uh, so when you have inflation with this sort of um, fiscal policy, the only hammer you have to lower it is monetary policy, and that's through high interest rates and essentially occur- incurring a recession. My view is it would be nice to get it done with quick, you know, like in the next five months. Uh, and But some for some reason, Powell's not doing that. You know what I'm saying? He's he, it's going to be long. So interest rates are going to go up. My view is they go up into next year, and um, at okay. least. And that's you know, if you're looking to buy a house, you know, it's going to. If you want to borrow, it's going to cost you more. If you got cash, that's not so bad. You're looking to sell a house too. Right. You're looking to sell a house too, by the way, because the buyers out there are going to be tough to buy. So anyway, thank you. Hey, Charlie, listen. You, you mentioned uh, the the inept the ineptness of the Biden administration. I mean, are they really that stupid that they don't know? They could solve the inflation problem by pumping oil, uh, the Keystone Pipeline, and Joe Manchin just stopped them from spending another trillion dollars. I mean, that would have been really, really, uh, would have driven inflation to uh, exponential heights, I believe. 
I think I think Manchin believes as well. I mean, are they really yeah. that stupid? What is going on in the Biden administration? They have to know. I mean, that what they're doing is just a suicidal to this country. Right. It, um, I don't think they do. I think they're they're looking. I mean, listen. Remember what Ob- uh, Biden was, um, and this just shows you how out there he is. He said that that Obama he wanted to be more transformational than Barack. Right. And he said Obama would be jealous just how transformational he was. What he's talking about is he wants to transform the country into something closer to what they have in Europe, a, a socialist, you know, government run economies. Um, and and he thought he thinks that's a great thing. Um, and, he, and he's doing this in the middle in probably the worst time ever to do it. Um, yeah. You know, but he doesn't care because that's his end goal. And he's surrounded by people that are zealots. And there's a, an incredible amount of group speak among these people. And plus, there, a lot of them are, are incompetent. They've never worked in business. You, you know, one of the interesting things about Republicans is that there's actually a debate. I mean, in the Trump administration, as crazy as Donald, and I like Donald personally, but he's crazy. You know, he says crazy stuff, tweets crazy stuff. You know, we get it. Um, but there was a debate. There were people that were, like, arguing with him. There was Bill Barr, the same, can't do that. There was this guy saying, you can't do that. Ultimately, when it really came to Dallas and Donuts and policy, he kind of listened to them, you know, aside from the tweeting yeah. and everything. Yeah. He listened to them. You, you don't get that type of debate with in Democratic circles. They are essentially the captive of the left, of Bernie Sanders, of AOC. The worst possible people that you want running the show is them. And, you know, it comes out in the numbers. And, and you know, listen, I know Roe versus Wade is going to be a big issue in the midterms. I know the, I keep seeing stories from CNN. Oh, it's closer. The midterms are closer. If you're really going to look at this, this country is not what they want it to be. It's not Black Lives Matters protesters in front of a house of a woman who almost got who who almost got killed by the guy, the cops, the cops, uh, okay. or, you know, murdered, you know, shot. Uh, that's the type of leftist leftism. It, it, it stands logic on its head. And I just don't think it's going to sell, okay? Um, but they're stuck in this because it's ideological and it's groupthink. And again, yeah. there's a lot. You, you look, look at the cancel culture. Does cancel culture like occur on, on conservative radio or anything? I mean, we'll talk about anything. I mean, you go on Tucker Carlson, talk, we'll talk about anything. Yep. Talk about UFOs, you know? I mean, you know, Alex Berenson wants to, wants to deny that the, the effectiveness of vaccines. Well, we'll debate them. You know, that doesn't mean we agree with them, but we debate them. Yeah. You don't have that. And that's why you have the cancel culture. And I think the country is moving away from that. But that said, it, that sort of mindset is stuck in liberalism. And I know this. How do I know this? Because I worked in mainstream journalism for years. I've seen it firsthand. You know, I do work for Fox now, but forget it. I worked in the regular MSM, you know, back in the, you know, the mainstream media for years. Newsweek magazine, when it was a real thing. And Bernie, you remember, because we used to do the Iron Show back then. Sure. Fox business. For John Beecham and Howard Feynman and all these guys. I worked at the Wall Street Journal pre-Murdoch. Uh, I, so I know the media landscape. I know where the, the mindset is. That is sort of, you know, there's there's that in the White House right now. And it's very lockstep. I, I don't, you know. It's so killing they us. They get what they do now, you know, because the country is moving away from it. Well, we, we think you're right. We agree. We do think there's going to be a huge red wave come 2022, although we're very nervous about the Senate. 
not necessarily the House, yeah. but the Senate, uh, especially with guys like Herschel Walker trying to win. I love Herschel when he ran the football, but I'm not sure politics is good for him. Either way, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a disaster when he speaks. But uh, we love you. We're glad that you uh, stopped by this morning. And it just reminded, I think, both of us, I'll speak for Bernie here, you need to come by more often, Charles Gasparino. Terrific job. Thank you so much. Any, anytime. Just ask. You got it, pal. Thank you. All right, Charles. All right.